You know, when I think Easter, I think big, huge flying man bats. I don't know about you, Scott. I think you and I have two radically different interpretations of Easter. <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? Uh, welcome to Batman the Phantom Made Stream. And happy Easter. Yes, it is Easter Sunday. I have a uh, belly full of tri-tip potatoes, asparagus, and... Uh, you know, I got some Reese's eggs, too, that I'm probably going to shine off sometime at the end of the night. How's it going, Scott? Um, I, I've got a belly full of lamb, kale salad, and butternut squash, wow. and a little Cabernet, so I'm right there with you. <laughs> kale. I've never really gotten into kale. I mean, oh, I, I love kale. I really love kale. It tastes so good, especially with the poppy seed dressing that this... Okay kale salad have yeah nice yeah i just i don't know i mean like i like spinach but i just never really and i'll eat kale like i'll get like a sometimes i've gotten like a, a mix that has it in there and i mean it's healthy as hell for you so it's like yeah of course but um just never but it's not my number one choice when it comes to a like a leafy green but uh anyway let's see who's out there we got uh we got mr eric right here the episode title is kind of old school terror in the sky yeah you said that terror in the sky Kind of made me think a little bit of Twilight Zone, a little bit, to be honest. A little bit, I could see that, totally see that. And, of course, we've got Mr. Pretty Fly for a Filipino guy, and we got Mr. Venom right here as well. Hey, we got Mr. Jason McKenzie. Good to see you. we got the other Jason right here, Fear Jason. And, uh, and then we got Jason just being all nice today. Happy Easter, sir. Thank you for the $50 super chat. You're awesome, sir. Keeping that pirate ship going. And we got Miss Captain Gator Girl also present. Good to see you. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys had a good Easter and good weekend, everything. I can't complain. We were just uh, talking right before this that, Scott, you're going down a Nicolas Cage movie uh, list right now. Oh, I, yeah, because I got till 9 o'clock on Thursday for the unbearable weight of massive talent. So it's just like, and, and, and it's not just all, I'm focusing on the ones I haven't seen mm -hmm. yet, but I'm going to throw in, a, I'm going to throw in a few that's like, I'm going to watch The Rock again. Yeah, that's oh, just, I watched that a couple weekends. I watched that a couple weekends ago because I think I was just doing that before, uh, you know, because I, I knew I was going to see Ambulance. And I'm like, which, my, you know, I think it's my Michael, my favorite Michael Bay movie is The Rock. I think it's just, it just is. I, I mean, I've, I'm a sucker for his movies. I'll watch anything Michael Bay. I love the Bayhem. I love the Bayisms. Uh, but The Rock, there's just something about that. I think it was just because as a kid, I watched it like crazy. And then you were talking about how you, you watched Face Off for the first time. I know, and like, and, and I've seen parts yeah. of Face Off, but I never like sat down and watched the thing from start to finish. Full confession, I I I never got on the Woo train. Yeah, I actually I think there was only uh, there's two John Woo movies I ever saw in theaters, and it was Broken Arrow and Mission Impossible Two. Nice. And I have thoughts about Mission Impossible Two, <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of people do. A lot of people do. I love it because it's just so it's so different from all the others. I mean, it is full on. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna make this. We're gonna take it to this direction where Tom Cruise is gonna have long hair. He's gonna rock climb. He's gonna be all tanned and ripped. And we're just gonna go in uh, and uh, we're gonna have some kind. Of, there's gonna be doves somewhere in this fucking movie." <laughs> and, I, and I was joking with you how like I was watching. Stuff going, yeah. where are my doves? Oh, where yeah. are my doves? And then they showed up, was like, yep. there are my doves. There gotta, they are. Gotta have those doves. But I love Face Off so much. But man, yeah, I can't wait for um the, the Nicolas Cage movie, The Unbearable. How's it? I always forget that title too. I'm always like, The Unbearable Weight. What is it? 
weight of ma the unbearable weight massive of talent. massive there talent. There it is. Oh yeah, cannot wait for that. I mean, yeah, when we got that in the Northmen, man, I tell you what, it's gonna oh, be a God, week. Trust me, I've got, I've got, I've got talent on Thursday. I got Northmen on Friday. I think that's what's gonna happen with me. Also, I think I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see that, I'm gonna see it in that order as well. So, anyways, guys, we're not here to talk about Nick Cage, even though we love Nick Cage so much. We're gonna here to talk about Batman and the return of. The Man Bat. Yes. Which, oh, interestingly that. enough, this is this is credited as loosely, and I read the comic, so I can I can can I underline, bold, put quotation marks. What do I need to do to say loosely based on the story Man Bat over Vegas, which originally appeared in Detective Comics number four hundred and twenty nine? Yeah, uh, that's pretty interesting. Over Vegas. That's interesting. Um, and then, of course, there was like this alternate poster right here that I saw when I looked up. Look at that oh, thing. That is freaking sweet. That, yeah. That, I, I hate to say this, but that's sweeter looking than anything that's actually in the episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was like, when I looked up, you know, obviously I had to, you know, put the, uh, the title card in there. And this popped up and I almost went, man, I kind of want to use that one instead. But, you know, it's, uh, it's fine. We got to use the actual title card. But I saw that as a pretty sweet looking poster right there. But yeah. Um, <laughs> this episode's funny. Um, one of the first things that I noticed, I mean, obviously, um, this takes place during the wintertime, snowy, snowy night. And of course we get that, that score that sounds all beautiful and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, we don't see it right away, but what is up with Batman and wanting to be on the bat cycle when there's bad freaking weather? <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking the same damn thing. We talked about the rain yeah. in Two Face Part Two, and now it's like ice and snow in, in, on it's blizzardy and stuff it's on like, freaking yeah. on, on this episode. Yeah, I mean, he does it's have the Batmobile. Yeah. The Batmobile. You have something that, you know that has a cover on it, maybe some heat, you know, inside. I'm pretty sure you have a heater in there. But at least he has spikes on his bat cycle this time. So he could really get some traction through the snow. I love how they emphasize the spikes, too, when he, like, gets to it because they shine, you know, that little ding. Oh, spiky tires. I love that. But that yeah, was one of the first things I noticed. Um, but, yeah, but, of course, opens snowy night, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, and then of course, we get to a, a dock because a lot of things happen on the docks in Gotham City, guys. I mean, if I were living in Gotham City, I don't know if I'd want a job on a dock because it seems like shit goes down on the dock. Well, how many episodes has shit gone down <laughs> on a dock? I mean, I'm thinking of, like, POV. Yeah. You know, that's where we yeah, get you know, our classic or We make sure we shoot around the people yeah. instead of through the people. And <laughs> So many times. And, of course, these guys are just – they're loading – I think you mentioned that – I, I guess they're mangoes that, they're, that, that are in these crates. No, it's on, it's actually it's oh, on the crate. Okay. I didn't even know. I didn't even crate. notice that. See, but I know I was just remembering your tweet when you tweeted it out. No, yeah, and I was like, yeah. but I was like, I think I was probably just typing away on something like blah blah blah, and I didn't see that it act. Of course, it does because yeah, that's what they do. You have to like label for the audience. I didn't catch it, but yeah. Um, so the man bat, of course, swoops down. And we see that man bat vision, that radar, that echolocation yeah, yeah. kind of thing. That's that actually okay. As much as this episode is quite the downgrade <laughs> from from you know our first yeah. time yeah with with Man Bat, 
the the addition of the pov echolocation was a cool concept execution could have been better but i give them points for the idea it's cool i mean it was kind of funny because after watching you know morbius or something like that and when they deal with that kind of uh you know that kind of power that he has it was just uh, i mean obviously with morpheus they got way more technical and visual effects are crazy but yeah you get like that 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 vision and then of course you see that and of course the man bat swoops down and uh just starts going to town on these mangoes i mean i mean i guess flying around the city late at night during a blizzard you're just gonna be famished you're gonna need some uh you're gonna need some energy after this and or I don't know if there's like some kind of history of like bats and mangoes. I don't. <laughs> well, no, you know, I thought fruit bats. Fruit bats. Well, there you go. That's something that is. And of course, uh, like we get the man bat showing back up. And then all of a sudden we get we uh, we get Kirk Langstrom, of course, the original man bat who wakes up, who looks like like he, they, they play it off. I, th- I thought this was kind of cool. They played it off like, oh, yeah, he had a bad dream or was it really him? That whole thing where it's like, wait, so we got the man bat coming back to where he lives and then he wakes up and then his wife, Francine, is just like, hey, are you okay? Another bad dream, blah, blah, blah. So they do a good job with the story, at least to set up like, okay, we're not going to give it away who the man bat is. You know, we're going to we're going to make you try to figure it out. So I did like that aspect of this story. Well, I also like the aspect of even Langstrom isn't like Langstrom kind of gaslights himself into yeah. thinking that he is becoming the man bad again, but he's pulling a full on Jekyll and Hyde where he has no memories of what the man bad is doing. Because, you know, when we go back to his first appearance, he's, I mean, he's taking the serum. He's intentionally transforming. Even yeah. the point, I just love that. Uh, right. Yeah. You know, he's even like taking, he's even transforming at will. The mm-hmm. man bat is stealing things because Langstrom's consciousness is still in control mm-hmm. of it. So the idea that they're going, like the idea that Langstrom thinks maybe he's transforming involuntarily, but he has no memory of it. And he, and that, at least starts off like they they want you to not know who the real man bat is because by the way the twist of who the man bat really is is literally the only thing like when we say loosely based on that comic that's the only thing that's the thing okay like that's the (laughs) when you say loosely based it's just oh francine's the man bat thank you that that, that's literally all they took from that comic (laughs) That's pretty interesting. So then, of course, like, you know, we're wondering and, um, you know, Langstrom just walks. He's like, I need some fresh air. So he walks to, you know, to where the balcony is and the double window doors. And then he sees he steps in mango. And then we go, OK, so it was not a dream. What is happening here? And then he basically he goes, OK, I got to keep this from Francine, because if I'm changing, I don't want her to freak out or anything like that. So he just rolls up that rug and all the stuff on it and he and he throws it out he's all i gotta get this shit out of here so i mean he it, yeah like you said he, it, it's like one of those episodes because later on we actually see him where he's struggling to try to like figure out a better antidote um because obviously you know and he gets upset with batman too because like your antidote didn't work and he i mean he is so just like like you said he gaslights himself we're to the point where he's just stressed to the max when it comes to all this yeah, it, and, and of course, there's also like not only is the mango, there's like scratches in the road. Yeah, 
I also love how he like rolls it up and immediately throws it in the track. I mean, at least he's trying to cover his tracks. He is trying to cover his maybe don't maybe don't throw it in the garbage when garbage pickup isn't like in the morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, hide it a little bit and then wait for the day that you're actually going to get that because, you know, there's still a chance that she might find it and she does. Of course. And then, of course, you know, you got Batman who is on the dock and he listens to, you know, he hears what the dock people said. I, I always love it, too. And like the cops are like, yeah, OK, we'll look into that. It's like, hey, do you guys not know that this happened before? And, you know, there's been some other crazy stuff like a big clay guy. And so, I mean, I guess boot cops, they're not going to they're not going to they're not. Gonna, you always have to have that trope of they're in disbelief about this shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you do realize you live in Gotham City, right? <laughs> right? But they always have to have that where the cops are like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And uh, and then, of course, yeah, we get the fact that Batman's on a bike in a nice little cold, you know, blizzardy Gotham. And, but I, what I do love when he rides the bike is we get that awesome fucking, you know, big, huge, like thick bat helmet with the... Uh, Oh, yeah. and everything i do love that because i to be honest i think it comes into play and maybe that's why they wanted to uh to use it because he gets his ass handed to him by man bat and i think i think having that little helmet on probably helped a little bit oh god well, well also the the cool scene and we'll get to it later but yeah. the cool scene when the man bat attacks him and the train scene that comes up later. Okay, that's pretty yeah. sweet with with the bats. It cycle. really is. I th I think I think like we could joke all we want about like when it comes to that. I mean, it, yeah, it doesn't make sense like why Batman would want to be out in a you know in a very snowy, cold Gotham City uh, on a bike. But at the same time, and then when you see what he does with the bike, you go, oh, okay, okay, we get it. They needed they needed that a little bit. So plot, plot, yeah, plot. you just need it. You just need it. Um, and then of course, you know, he, um, phones Alfred and, and, uh, I love, I love the, what Alfred says, like, well, you know, cause Bat Batman basically says like, you know, who, the, the dock workers are saying like some big beast, like bat creature. But, and then of course, like bat or Alfred goes, well, present company, company excluded, excluded or something like that. Um, but it's going to be accepted, sir. Yeah. Yes, it does. It does ring a bell. Yeah. I it just... does ring a bell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I will never get over Alfred busting Batman's balls. I love, I love it, it. I love it so yeah. much. Ephraim Zimblish Jr. is perfect when it comes to that. See, and and, and I and I love this dynamic because it kind of made me think too. Because you know, when Robin's not there, it's like you know, Batman has nobody to talk to, and it's like it was such a it's such an obvious. He knows who like oh when he heard what they said he knows that this is possibly langstrom again transforming and doing that whole uh that serum that 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 we went over in that first episode um and but it's just funny how he phones alfred and it's just like i i have to i have to have alfred like agree with me that, that this yes. is you know but then of course alfred just you know he, he busts his balls a little bit and you know kind of gives them a little bit of uh you know sarcasm that's just just I, that that's what i love about their uh their dynamic in this series so um and then of course um let's see Kirk, uh, let's see where we're at here. Okay, this is and then of course we uh we find um Francine where she does find the rug, and so she starts getting like, what the hell? What is going on? And then she approaches her dad, Mr. What, what's his name? March. That's his name, right? March. Dr. March. And yes. he's still a, you know, he's still a douchebag. He's still a dick. <laughs> and and once again, uh, we talked about it when we talked about Unleather Rings yeah. all those all episodes ago, but still. Kudos to the late, great Rene Abergé for his 
his his great performance. He just he plays it so well. He does play it so well. He really does. So of course, you know, she is upset with him. Um, and then of course she's upset that like, oh, Kirk's experimenting again and everything. And it's just yeah. And then we get and then we get a shot of Kirk. And like I said, he is like so convinced that oh my God, this is happening again. It's happening involuntarily. So he's in the lab. He's struggling with like his equations and everything. They they did the whole thing where they drew stubble on his face, hair messy, all that kind of thing. Everything to show you that he is beyond stressed about this whole situation. Oh yeah, and we have to have like the, we're scratching through the pad. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, getting all upset, and then of course Francine comes in and starts, you know, getting on his case about everything. And then I love how Batman just like comes in from the snow, and then he just shakes off the snow, you know, just off the cape. I just love that whole thing. And he goes, you know, I'm really sick and tired of cleaning up after you, Lundstrom. <laughs> yeah. And he's and he's bitchy too about oh, it. Oh, <laughs> dude, he gets in his face. He's like, what the? He's just like in his face, going like, why are you doing this again? All right, I don't want to have to go through this. Okay, I happen to like bats. You're making me not like bats, man. Come on, <laughs> it's almost like that. You're giving bats a bad name. I think partly it's because. People, if they, you know, like obviously, like when the uh, uh, on leather wing, like when you saw people suspected it was Batman, so it's like, dude, you're giving me a bad name through all this. It's like, stop it. And not to mention, it's it's crazy. I mean, obviously, Batman has dealt with uh, you know humans transforming into creatures. Like he's <laughs> had he's had a run. He's had a run. I mean, well, like we've had Tiger, Tiger, yeah. uh, Moon of the Wolf. Yeah. I mean, it's just and now like... and then we're back with Man Bat. It's like, geez. He's probably getting tired of people fucking he's all changing into creatures, man. <laughs> he's fed up. Which is really funny, too, because if you think that we're only about three episodes past Tiger Tiger, yeah. you've got to imagine that when they were recording voices, they had the actor like you had to imagine they were recording like Tiger Tiger in this episode at the same time, probably. which is how you could have Langstrom just like pop in. For pop in. You're probably absolutely correct about that, which is great. Because, you know, it's always cool when they go back to, uh, you know, a certain character and, you know, a character has a good arc and it's not one of the main baddies, you know, and I, I really like that. I, I like the fact that they did that. So and then, of course, um, Kirk just I mean, he starts giving it to him back. He's all you're Yeah, your antidote was shit, dude. Didn't cure me. You know, what is up? I'm busting my ass to try to find a better car. This is all your fault. So he starts unleashing on Batman, which is and I think even Batman, like towards the end of this, like uh, scene right here, he kind of felt a little bad. You know, he, he, I think he, I think he really did. Yeah. Well, especially after Francine is like, shut up. Yeah. Both of you. I'm yeah. sick and tired of this. Uh huh. She got she gets very upset. And then, and, then and, she, and she heads out the door. Exactly. She storms out. And so and then, of course, Batman has this nifty little I'm going to, you know, wrap this thing around your finger and get a DNA test to prove it. And then he like, yeah, as he's about to walk out, he kind of just turns him like, hey, this isn't you. <laughs> you know, and I think he just really Batman realized that he got a little too angry and just automatically like jumped to the conclusion that this is you. But then after seeing that Langstrom has been, you know, stressing out about this and in his lab working on an antidote, like an actual, like a better antidote than the one that Batman gave him. You know, he just, I think Batman just went, okay, I kind of came on a little too hard there. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Well, and then, and then of course, it's just the irony then as he's leaving and he, he gets on, he starts to get on the bike and then the man she's bat shows yeah. up with, um, shall we say, very telltale sign of, 
wait a minute, I've seen those color pants recently. Yeah, it's like, wait, you're wearing kind of like a salmon-colored pants, and it's like, okay, yeah. That's where they kind of started, like, giving it away. You're like, oh, yeah. But then we get, like you said, again, this is where the bat cycle comes into play because then we get this really cool little action sequence where, first off, uh, Batman gets tossed around. He gets a couple of trash cans thrown at him. I mean, he gets his ass a little bit handed to him. But again... Thank God for wearing that helmet because maybe that could have saved him uh, a concussion or two. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the the cool thing he does with his bike, and, and this kind of made me think a little bit about the Batman with with Pattinson, because you remember when he goes to the the Batcave, yeah, and the Batman, and he's like driving down all the staircases at Wayne Tower, going going down yep. into that little back area, yeah. Yeah, you get a little bit of that as he's driving up the platform to get onto like the L train station. Yeah, and then there's like a really cool thing too is like when he like jumps a fence and he just lands into oncoming traffic and he starts weaving through that too, which I thought that was a pretty cool like, oh man, look at this guy. He's going, he's going, he's 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 showing his skills on his bike right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course, yeah, we get uh, we get to uh, um to the part where, of course, you know, grappling gun comes into play where, you know, I, I think we, you know, we, we kind of saw that at first. So maybe Batman was going like, well, you know, I did this in the, the first time around. So I might as well try to do a grappling hook around the ankle or the foot. And I'm going to just but this time I'm going to I'm going to use my 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 powerful thighs, my powerful legs, my thighs to hold on to my bike. And I'm going to be like, eh, and then I, <laughs> but then, of course, he gets pulled right into an oncoming train. And he and he said the end of a perfect day. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. We're, we're never gonna forget yeah. those thighs, the, the bat thighs. <laughs> since Pretty Poison, I remember it was Pretty Poison. We started talking about the bat yes, thighs. That's right. Hey, you know, he don't you don't skip leg day, kids. You don't. You don't. So, uh, yeah, I just love how he goes. The end of a perfect day, and then the bat cycle gets obliterated, gets crushed up by the train. So, oh well. Uh, you know, you know, he'll, he has another, he has a spare, he has something else, you know, it's, it's okay. But, and I also love this too, because, you know, it's just, like you said, not as strong as the first time we see the man bat. And then it kind of just recycled the whole, oh, look, I got a hair on my bat suit. <laughs> I could just, you know, do the hair thing again. Yeah, they really yeah. did. I don't even think that, I don't even think that like clicked yeah. in my head as I was watching the episode, like. I got all of him. Exactly. So, you know, you know, you got a shot of like, of course, which I love always when Alfred is bandaging, bandaging him up. But then, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. And then I just I, right before it happened, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's the hairs again. It's always the hair thing, you know. And so obviously he has the hairs and he's got to analyze it. But at the same time, yeah, uh, he's got the DNA. It's like, OK, so we got both of those. And you would have figured that maybe I mean, but then again, maybe not. That because obviously when he shows up uh, at Langston's house, Langstrom's house, I would say Langston, Langstrom, um, you know, Francine is she's gone. She's left and he's trying to, like, find her, trying to track her down. And uh, of course, Batman shows up and he says, um, he says, it's definitely not you, but he doesn't know who it is yet. So, I mean, I guess the I mean, matching the DNA, but I, I, I can't remember what the first one was like. Did was he able to get the DNA from the hair? Two and match it to, to, to Kirk. I don't know. I'm trying to remember that. I couldn't remember. Um, I think I'm trying. I think that when he was doing the hair thing in On Leather Wings, of course, once again, we're talking like 
how many months back yeah. it's been since we, since <laughs> yeah, we talked exactly. about the episode. I think mainly that was him realizing the the hybrid DNA structure of the man okay. and the bat. I'm not sure if that's what allowed him to d- definitely. I mean, he suspected it was Langstrom, but I mean, there was always that big yeah. reveal. Well, that's the thing. When, when it's all about go. reveals because obviously you didn't want to like say it's Francine yet because we're going to get a reveal on a plane. Which, uh, you know, that's like the, the worst place to transform into a big, huge bat-like creature. That's for damn sure. Um, but then, of course... These- well, but also, if you're going to do DNA matching, you actually have to be intentionally looking yeah, at true. someone's DNA. That's very true. Yeah. See, then, yeah. And then, of course, but then he's thinking that it's going to be, you know, Dr. March. I think he thinks that it's, you know, he does think it's Dr. March. Obviously, he goes to uh, Dr. March's office, starts picking the lock for the files, and then March has, of course, a uh, tranquilizer rifle. <laughs> and he's just going to... I will just say it's like a bolt action. Yeah. Like a, a bolt action yeah. hunting yeah. rifle. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like, holy shit, man. This guy does not fuck around at well, all. Well, he said, making another move and I'll fill you enough tranquilizer. You won't wake up till next week. God, he's such a dick, such a dick. And then Batman does. He even he even repeats the line from the first episode where he calls it the. I still believe only bats will survive oh, yeah. the next evolutionary cataclysm. Yeah, I'm like, oh, there's that line delivery. He's very there. upset. I mean, I guess when it comes to like these mad scientist type, they. I mean, when 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 you, when you're wondering like why are they doing this kind of stuff, they always say it's for the it's it's for the greater good. It's for because something's going to happen and we have to survive. So I have to do these crazy, you know, unethical sh- things just to fucking make sure that the human race is going to survive. At the, you know, it's just. It's always that. I mean, it's that trope, yeah, but it works. It definitely works. But but what's what I thought was kind of cool is like, man, does Batman do this crazy little fucking like leg maneuver to get that gun out of his hand? Oh, get that gun out! Yeah. Like it's like a kickstand. Yeah. He does like a kickstand, wrap the wrist around, twist out the yeah. gun. I mean, that was kind of cool. I'm, I'm not, I'll give him. I'll give him point style it, points for that one. It was a. It was a very interesting uh, uh, maneuver that he did right there, and I was like, "Oh, well, that's cool." You know. Uh, let's see. I, we have a, actually. What were you gonna say? Let's see. How did Francine not notice the weird things around the house, hinting that she? I mean, we don't know. I mean, obviously, the only thing we knew was the the rug, and she hadn't. You know, she didn't notice. Yeah, I mean, I could see where you're coming from. It's like you would think that she was uh when she came no, back, okay. Like, to, to Mr. Venom's, okay, go ahead. Oh, well, I have a question about like if she's transforming and then her clothes are getting totally ripped. How is she waking yeah. up and like not? Yeah, like I mean, it would make more sense. Let's say if she wouldn't, if she, you know, slept in the nude. <laughs> then it would be easier to understand that yeah. you know that the clothes just got ripped you apart, that. and then she would go, But if she, but it's not like man bats like transforming into Francine and then putting on her nighting yeah. before she goes to bed. So I'm with him on that one. That's a little bit of a yeah. because I need I need I need the she full on like has the, on that yeah, one. She full on has the nightgown on and even like a sleeping mask, right? I mean, like that over her eyes. Yes. So it's yes. like. Maybe she got got in there and she was so dazed and out of it that she was like, wait, what the hell? Just uh," and then just like, I don't know, you know, I mean, maybe they could have had like a shot too, where Langstrom finds ripped up clothes in the trash also or something. 
It's all yeah. It it, it would have helped, but I'm with you, Mister. But Mister Venom, I'm I'm there with you. They they, <laughs> it kind of goes back to why this is not the. She <laughs> was the party girl. Maybe that could have been it. I don't know. I don't think she's a party girl type, but you know. No, she doesn't. She doesn't strike me as yeah. a party girl type, but. But but yeah, it, it's another reason why this episode is not necessarily on the stronger. It's not a bad episode. No. I mean, trust me, we've watched bad episodes. It's it's just an okay episode. Yeah, it really is. And then of course we get the uh, um, we get Doctor March talking about how he was still you know doing the experiments. We get the little flashback. He drops a beaker when Francine comes in. She helps clean it up and cuts her finger. And then it's like oh, and then it finally like hits him. <laughs> like oh. It's it's in her bloodstream. It's like, oh God, you, you, you really smarty pants. You did it now. You're just thinking about now. You're yeah. just figuring this yeah. out. I mean, like, yeah. Oh, like and, come I, and on, I'm sorry. You, and now you're talking about Beaker, and I, I think that's... <laughs> <laughs> what's that from Beaker? <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. So I was like, yeah. See, I wasn't a big on Muppets, but yeah, I was like, I knew that sounded familiar, but um, no, but like. Yeah, I, I had to throw a tangent in had, there. I'm you sorry. Had to throw, that was your tangent. That was good. And it, um, I like it. I like it. Anytime we could throw tangents in here, it's always great. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so he puts it together, and then um, and then of course, um, Batman's gonna be like, All right, well, I gotta figure out where the fuck she is, and then uh, and then there's like another moment too where if cuts back to Dr. Marge, like burning that file um, on the whole experiment. That's kind of cool though. That's yeah. a cool shot. It was a cool shot, but I, but at the same time I'm going, why oh, are you going to do that in your office too? <laughs> I'm like, she's starting a little fire in your, in your wastebasket in the office, but it was still cool. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That is a trope yeah. that I have never really understood <laughs> is the let's light something on fire and then drop it burning into the trash can. Right. I, I just, I, I want to look at screenwriters and go, who the hell do you think does this? Oh, yeah. When it comes to like shows and especially I think um, uh, shows like this, like half hour uh, programs, sitcoms, whatever, you know, when it comes to writers, they they when it comes to time, man, there's so many times where I'm like, what? what, what like, what, why? 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 Why this? Why? It's going to take you. They, you know, the character goes, all right, we're going to meet over here in 10 minutes and then you go wait you have to do all that and then meet here in 10 minutes that's impossible give it a half hour at least you know it's always like <laughs> that kind of thing and when it, you know it always bugs me about sitcoms too is like they always have these crazy parties and then they have to go to work the next day it's like why did you throw a party on but they have to use that because the next day there's got to be something that happens at work or they're hungover or something like that i'm like ugh just to just to fit to where they need to get it to but yeah but again it's a cool little shot like you said of him burning that file and throwing it in, in his wastebasket so so then we get onto the plane and then uh um obviously uh we know that francine is the man bat she starts like you know obviously she has a headache the uh the flight attendant is like anything wrong and you need something. She says, give me some aspirin. And then of course, Kirk is on there. He waits till, you know, he waits pretty long to like, be like, Hey, Francine, I'm here, you know, and sits right next to her. And, uh, obviously he wants her, but yeah, he waits a little bit. He has a news, he has his, the whole newspaper and everything that whole shtick, like, like he's following her around like a, like a town or something like that. I just love that, that he has a newspaper to like guard his face. Well, you know, the Gotham Gazette, you got to stay up to date. You got to stay up to date. You really do. 
So then, of course, she heads to the bathroom and then starts, uh, you know, her whole transforming thing. And, you know, I mean, it. this is where things get pretty damn intense. I mean, obviously, she starts changing and it's 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 maybe not as frightening as it's in me. <laughs> oh, oh God. It, I, this was yeah. this was the part where I was like, yeah, th this is where Spectrum not animating this episode just really goes Oh, this isn't as good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just this, that's the problem is that this was not the strongest animation yeah. studio working on this episode. It's such a pale imitation of On Leather Wings in that aspect. So the transformation is like, you don't get the bone crunching sounds. You don't get yeah. the cool shadows. Anytime they do these kind of episodes and they do not utilize animating, like really awesome lighting and shadows and it's just all like just yeah there yeah. like any other cartoon it just, it just yeah. does not work it doesn't work i mean but you know but for the most part the fact that she's transforming on a on a plane is cool because obviously it's like what do you do you're on a plane you know i mean uh, it's just one of those you don't want this to be happening and some big huge bat like creature showing up out of the bathroom and then of course they just open up she, she just opens up the hatch and just like i'm gonna get out of this place and then and, get decompressed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly where everything starts flying out and then of course kirk gets knocked out falls out of it but then of course we get that sentimental oh even though she's man bat She's like, oh, well, that's my husband. So I got to grab him, make sure he doesn't uh, fall to his death. And then this is where Batman just is like, all right, well, uh, I got the Batwing. Uh, I found the plane. So I'm going to swoop in. And I must say that Batman, I mean, Bruce as a kid must have been really good at when he went to Chuck E. Cheese and uh, the grappling. He must have been really fucking good at getting those toys out of that thing because, man. <laughs> <laughs> the claw, the claw. Yes. Yes. oh yeah oh yeah he must have been really good at that because he it changes it chooses who stays and who goes <laughs> there you go toy story tangent right there um no but like i mean when he like his little arm that comes out of the the little control arm that comes out of the bat wing i mean he catches the steward or not steward sorry flight attendant i don't know why i went old school on that name um Gets her back in there and then just closes up the hatch, even though it's pretty damaged. But, you know, he gets back in there and and, and we're all good. Everybody's safe. And I, I actually kind of like the music, too. It, it kind of had a very heroic, you know, score during that part. And I thought, yeah. This is just Superman moment. Yeah. Batman guy. It really was. It really was. So I thought that was kind of cool. And then so then we get to the bridge, one of the bridges, one of the many bridges in um. Gotham City, and uh, that's where man. Do you call it man bat or do you call it woman bat? Nah, I, I guess you wouldn't call it. You still call it a man bat because it's still you still call it a man bat. Yeah, yeah. no, man isn't mankind. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just trying to be, uh, you know, trying to be uh, progressive. That's all. Anyways, uh, politically correct. Anyways, no, but um, we get per person, bat. Person, person bat. person bat. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Person bat. Person bat. I always lo love that George Carlin bit when he talked about that way back when he saw where everybody was headed right now. The person hole cover. What? Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's just stuff like that, man. Uh, I miss I miss George Carlin. Love that guy. Anyways. So then, of course. Oh, oh so yeah. much. So, uh, yeah, there's actually a new doc that's coming out on HBO Max by Judd Apatow about him. Apparently, it's like a two part doc. It's like four hours long or something like that. Sweet. Yes, I can. Thanks for letting me know. Wait for that. But yeah, I cannot wait for that. 
So just to let everybody know. Anyways, back. And yeah, then we got, of course, we're going to get a little showdown right here when it comes to uh, the man bat and uh, and uh, Batman. We get a little fight right here on top of this thing. And then, you know, of course, this time Batman has his, his you know, this kind of reminded me a little bit of like Batman versus Superman. It's like, well, the only way he's going to take this guy, this, this, this thing down is to shoot at it with some stuff because I'm out of my element here. I'm going to get my ass handed to me unless I shoot. And he does shoot twice. He shoots two, Trank, uh, you know, and by the way, do we see blood again? No, the only time I saw blood was when she pricked her finger. Okay. I don't remember seeing blood in the fight. Well, here we go. I'm Let's thinking see. that we saw some blood right here because when she, well, I mean, that first one, like the dart got pulled out, but there's twice that it happens. We're not going to show the whole like scene right here, but this is where things get like really intense when it comes to uh, the little showdown at the end right here. Uh, okay. So, but yeah, watch, watch closely. Okay. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. So slippery. The score is really great. Oh my god! And does that? Well, does that just sound like nightmare? Yes, it totally does. Oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe it's just maybe it's not blood, but it's the uh, the antidote. See, yeah, that's, that's probably yeah. what it is. But it, I mean, it's red. That grip strength. Yeah. But I think the antidote's yeah. red in the dart. Yeah, that's probably what it's because like watch, you see, see right there. So maybe they disguised it a little bit. I don't know. Ah, maybe. Yeah. It's like make the antidote. I love that shot right there, though. That's kind of cool. Yes. I'll give it that. That whole like leap into action with the moon right there. It's pretty cool. And then she's of course shivering, shaking. Ow! <laughs> See right there, oh. right there. His head looks kind of funny, right there. That was really funky. That yeah, like, like, like a booty doll, like yeah, yeah. So we got a little bit of the bone stuff, but not as much as the first one. But got to talk about waking up and being like, "Holy shit, it must be freezing ass right there." But yeah, I mean, and this is, I mean, it's it's a with the music and everything. It's a it's a cool little moment of husband and wife. She starts freaking out, slips because it's slippery. And is Batman gonna save her? Huh? Nope. Here comes Kirk. I've got you, honey. Yeah. And this time, even though he was way <laughs> over there and unconscious. Hey, he could have slid. He could have slid, Scott. He could have slid. All right. He could have. And look at that with his uh, stubble face right there. Now, hey, he could have. He could have like got up and then just slid across the snow. But then, of course, he probably would have fell over too. <laughs> You gotta suspend that disbelief. And then the episode just kind of yeah. ends there. It, like it just, it just, it just wraps up really like, twenty two. Pretty much, it was like it was like, hey, you realize this is getting to the point. And they're like, all right, well, say this line: the nightmare's over, and then that's it. And then, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Batman walks back to the Batwing, and we're done. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's not the strongest at all, <laughs> but it's also not a shit sandwich. There's some good stuff in there. No, because trust me, we've we've yeah. seen we've seen this. We've seen this. I mean, yeah, we have. But uh, next week, next week, oh, do we have the gem? And what is that gem, Scott? Almost got it. Oh man, I love it. I threw a rock at him. Oh God, it was a big <laughs> rock. Yes, 
This is uh yeah, just one of those episodes where it's just when you talk about Batman the animated series. Oh, this is top five. Oh yeah. This is this it, is top five. I mean, anytime that I've thought, man, what would be like a good Batman story? And it's just, you know, with Batman having such a such a such an enriched rogues gallery i mean i he's he's got the best fucking villains uh, of all superheroes i mean obviously people could say it not but i mean look at it and you just kind of go so to have an episode where literally like um his villains i mean uh, you know a few of them sit at a poker table and they talk about when they almost got batman i mean it's just so and then of course the twist and everything it's just yeah this is going to be a fun one to talk about it's actually also inspired by a four-issue arc in the comics. There you go. We could talk the about arc, that a little more. Yeah. Well, yeah, the arc was called Where Were You the Night Batman Was Killed? I think I remember hearing about that story. Yeah. Might have to like try to research that a little bit before we uh talk about it next week. So there you go, guys. Make sure you catch up on that one. We'll be talking about that next week. Um, same bad time, same bad channel. And uh again, happy Easter. So go ahead, ahead and uh send us off, Scott. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter at ScottDC27. You can find my podcast, DC Squadcast, wherever podcasts can be found. We just dropped our latest episode yesterday, which was, again, our review of Greenland and First Flight, an excellent animated feature. So watch it. It's on HBO Max. And go listen to our review. You can also find us on Vero, Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. I also want to plug again that I did appear on the last episode of World of Trying to... Uh, World's finest true believers over on the Geek Ultimate Alliance, talking about Scott Pilgrim Volume Four, nice. and I, it, I love Scott Pilgrim, and it's my favorite volume of this of the six. So if you've never read them, dude, what's wrong with you? Go read them. I know. Go listen to me and Chris talk about some Scott Pilgrim books, and then you know here every week talking Batman with you know this it's man, it's there right here creature. I know right here, sword. and we're both like you know dressed. Uh, you know, a little bit. No, no T-shirts today. We got our collars uh, going on right here because, yeah, of course, it is Easter. Happy. I mean, and, and I got yeah. like long, I got like long sleeves yeah. and everything. I mean, yeah, come on. yeah, that's right. Easter Sunday, so happy Easter, everybody! Smash that like thumbs up before you leave. All the links are down below with the Patreon and all the sock meds and everything like that. We'll see you guys next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I'll talk to you later.